0: WCNC Charlotte, this is Flashpoint, where power and politics collide, and the tough questions get asked and answered.
1: Thanks for joining us here on Flashpoint. I'm Ben Thompson. Today, two former rivals now taking two different paths forward in pursuing their political careers. Jeff Jackson pulling out a win against Pat Harrigan last year in the fight for North Carolina's 14th Congressional District. In a moment, we'll speak to Mr. Harrigan about his new run for Congress and his last-minute switch of districts this week. But first, Jeff Jackson. After one term in Congress, he now has his eyes set on being the top law enforcement official in the state. Joining us now is Congressman Jeff Jackson. He's now running for state attorney general. Congressman, thanks for coming on. We appreciate it. Good to see you. Good to see you again. All right, I want to talk about affordable housing because this past week you introduced legislation that, that would basically say for, for any company that buys 75 or more homes to then rent out, that they would have to pay a, a $10,000 per house into the tr- trust fund. Is that how it would work? Sounds confusing. Here's yeah. the
2: idea. We have a very small supply of houses for sale in Charlotte. We have a shortage and we have some companies that are making this worse by buying up the houses that are for sale and then taking them off of the for sale market by flipping them for rent. So it's taking a shortage, it's making it worse. What this bill is designed to do is say, if you're one of these companies, not mom and pop doing some landlord thing, but if you're a a big company buying up hundreds and hundreds of homes, then we want to financially disincentivize that so you'll do it less. And we want to use the funds that we generate to help low-income families put a down payment on a home. It's a hard problem to solve. We wish there was a way to just pull one lever and just make this stop.
1: Because it's probably not constitutional for you all to come out and say, company, you cannot buy 75 homes and-
2: You can't just write a one sentence bill that bans this. Our office worked for several months trying to craft a solution. I'll tell you, I don't think it's perfect. And I'm open to some new ideas as we go through the system here, but we have to solve this problem. It's turning a major problem into a
1: crisis. Uh, I, I want to talk about redistricting because you're basically being drawn out of your current district. And you knew this was gonna happen. I mean, you you predicted this, you said this last year. Um, So for one, was it worth it to run for this one term? And and what have you learned in this one term in Congress?
2: It was definitely worth it. And it's been a really educational experience. First of all, there are way more serious people there than I would have expected just watching from the outside, being in the building and finding who those serious people are, where the zones of reasonability exist, that's been an education. As for redistricting, you're right, it was not a huge surprise. North Carolina has a major history with whichever party is in power drawing the map to benefit themselves. The very first bill I ever filed in the state legislature was to ban that practice. You shouldn't let politicians draw their own maps because they always cheat. When my party had the ability to do this, my party cheated. Now the other party's doing it and it's the same
1: thing. I think that's actually when you got a lot of your sort of internet fame was, was a, a speech you gave on the Senate floor up in Raleigh and it was about redistricting. I think it was, that's what it was about. Um, why, what is the solution to this then? Why is there not an easy solution or is there one?
2: The the reason there isn't an easy solution is because the politicians don't have an incentive to give this power back to the voters. The places where this has been solved are states that have a ballot referendum where citizens can get signatures and then force something onto the ballot and change the Constitution. North Carolina doesn't have that. To change our Constitution has to be approved first by the state legislature, so it's a difficult situation.
1: Do you you think you would be running again if it weren't for the redistricting in your current... House seat?
2: I mean, I don't know. We have our current attorney general who's vacating that
1: seat, so it is an open seat. It's an
2: opportunity to serve at a statewide level, and the beautiful thing about AG, it's not like you see in Congress with all the theatrics. It's not really about left versus right. It's just about doing what's right. That's a very tempting way to serve the public.
1: More on that now. Why run for attorney general? You've been state senator, you've been congressman, now attorney general. Why?
2: Well, I've been a prosecutor as well. That's how I started my work, and I'm in the National Guard. I'm in the JAG Corps, so I've got a background in this, and like I said, it's a wonderful opportunity to be an independent voice, it's not supposed to be a partisan job. It's supposed to be a non-partisan job that's just about standing up for people. That's a great job.
1: Uh, I assume you you approve of the current job that Josh Stein is doing?
2: There's a lot of alignment there. Yeah, yeah I think in
1: particular, he's
2: really taken on robocalls in a way that's made us hostile to robocalls. Yeah. That's a good
1: reputation for a state to have. Clean air, clean water, he's been really strong there too. Um, you've garnered a tremendous following uh, on TikTok and on social media. Um, Folks watching right now might know you actually from that more than anything. Uh, You were on The Daily Show a few weeks ago. Um, at, At the same time, why do you think that has resonated? Why do you feel like it's important for elected officials like yourself to be on these platforms? I've
2: been a little surprised by the response. I just put a camera up in my kitchen and I tell people, here's what happened in Congress this week. And the response has been overwhelming. As it turns out, people really want to be spoken to in a normal tone of voice and without all the screaming and hollering, and here's what I did this week, it's transparency. And I think that's what people have been looking for.
1: Is it safe to assume you would continue this if you become an AG? Absolutely. Um, uh, One of your opponents, Uh, Dan Bishop, a congressman as well right now, also running for attorney general, um, has said that your TikTok use is irresponsible because it's owned by China and because it's poisoning the minds of, of young kids. I think you've been fairly upfront and honest that you don't think TikTok is a perfect platform.
2: No, well, frankly, all these social media companies have a lot to answer for. TikTok among them, there are a bunch of legitimate concerns and I would support any number of solutions with respect to TikTok. That said, every week I do an update and I post it to seven or eight Different platforms, TikTok being one of them. TikTok happens to be where most of my
1: constituents are watching, and I think if it's going to exist, we should use it for good. And you've said before in the past that you have a phone specifically dedicated to your TikTok app.
2: Yeah, because the security concerns are completely legitimate, and so I'm trying to take some just sensible precautions there.
1: Understand we have to get through a primary first. Uh, Your thoughts on Dan Bishop in the general election?
2: Well, I think people in this state know him pretty well. I mean, he's famous for having written HB2, the bathroom bill. I think that did a lot of damage to the state. Memories are still fresh there. I think he's basically known as Mr. Culture War, and this job is not supposed to be about culture war. This is the top law enforcement officer for the state. It's supposed to be nonpartisan. It's supposed to be independent.
1: That's who I'm gonna be. Um, And where do you see yourself after this race? Running for reelection. (laughs) And then after that, what what, what prize do you have your eyes on um, further down the road? I really don't. This would fill
2: any sense of ambition that I have because it is probably the best job in public service. You just get to stand up for people every day. That's a beautiful thing.
1: Do you see yourself at any point in the near future? You're still relatively young, stepping back from the the public sector, say, in case you lose this race or anything else. Uh, You've gone from state senator to congressman to, to AG candidate any desire to step away now at some point
2: well I still serve in the military I think I'm going to keep that up I'm at 21 years now and have no signs of slowing down there so no I don't think so I think some way or the other people who feel a compulsion to be useful are going to look for ways to serve the public all
1: right Congressman Jeff Jackson thanks for coming on thank you good to see you as always take care happy holidays to the family as well thanks so much more flashpoint after this
0: when it comes to WCNC's Chief Meteorologist, Brad Panovich, our viewers tell the whole story.
3: Hey, if you're new to the area, this meteorologist is awesome. I always stick with Brad Panovich when it comes to severe weather. He's rarely wrong. You should follow Brad if you don't already. He's usually right on the money with his forecast. I don't look at anything else besides what Brad says. We are fortunate to have him here.
0: Brad Panovich. Experience the difference with WCNC Charlotte Weather.
4: At WCNC Charlotte, we really want to make a difference. We have tools like Verify and Where's the Money to really listen to viewers and see what they're struggling with, whether that's trying to get money that you deserve or answering a question that's confusing you. We're not the experts, we're interviewing the experts. And that's why we wanna bring it to you so you can see the facts, how we check them and how we get the answer.
1: Welcome back to Flashpoint. This week, a big shakeup in the battle for one of North Carolina's congressional districts. Congressman Patrick McHenry says he will not run for reelection next year. Right now, he represents several areas northwest of Charlotte, including Hickory and Lincolnton. McHenry gained national attention earlier this year when he became the acting Speaker of the House for a few weeks. He'll leave his seat after serving cap- on Capitol Hill for nearly 20 years. McHenry's exit, though, has opened the door for entrepreneur and Green Beret Patrick Harrigan. IT'S JUST PART OF HIS LATEST PUSH TO WIN A SEAT IN CONGRESS. JOINING US NOW IS REPUBLICAN CONGRESSIONAL CANDIDATE PAT Harrigan. PAT, WELCOME BACK TO FLASHPOINT.
5: THANKS FOR HAVING ME. GOOD TO BE HERE.
1: SO WHAT'S YOUR MOTIVATION uh, BEHIND YOUR LATEST RUN FOR CONGRESS?
5: LOOK, IT'S THE SAME THAT IT'S ALWAYS BEEN. IT'S BEEN MY KIDS. AND WHEN AFGHANISTAN FELL, That's when I got interested in politics. I just couldn't believe that the most powerful nation on earth, the things that we worked 20 years for in Afghanistan, blood, sweat, and tears, could possibly end the way that it ended. And I realized that we had failed leaders who were leading us down the road to failed outcomes in this country. And I look at my two little daughters that I have, Reagan and McKinley, they're four years old and six years old. They were two years old and four years old at the time. And I said, we are about to be the first generation of Americans that leaves less opportunity to the next generation of Americans because those failed outcomes are not just isolated to Afghanistan. They are all over our world and our country right now. And I'm not about to be part of that first generation that leaves the next generation. My kids, your kids, all of our kids, failure. I won't leave them failure.
1: Do you you see that as the result um, and the failure of both political parties?
5: You know, to some extent I do, right? I mean, you look at the, the the state of affairs up here in Washington, DC, and I think everybody can say that it's an unserious mess. And I really hope to have the opportunity to bring some seriousness to the table here because we have real problems to solve that are impacting everyday ordinary Americans. The same Americans that work for me at my manufacturing plant right here in North Carolina. The same folks that I led when I was in the military and the folks that I'm just talking to each and every day that are so disappointed with the dysfunction that exists in Washington, they are proud Americans. They wanna see their country succeed. And it looks like right now, we're just throwing the game.
1: Uh, This week, you were running for the 14th congressional district. And and then you you switched to uh, the, the 10th district, I believe. How long have you known that you were going to make that switch?
5: You know, I would like to say as a good old special operator who specializes in intelligence that, uh, um, you know this was all completely our doing and we we set uh you know the the conditions for us to, to launch our campaign with you know everything that we launched within 30 minutes of congressman mchenry announcing his retirement but the reality is uh is is that we have an amazing team we have an amazing team that is focused on delivering results for the american people the people of the 10th district and look. The 10th District has has always been, uh, you know, our kind of nexus in North Carolina since we moved to Western North Carolina from Fort Bragg when I was a special operator out there. And so we've always had a home on Lake Hickory. Uh, this is near and dear uh, place to our heart. My daughters, their entire lives have been in school in Hickory, it's where my wife and I go to church. Uh, so, you know, it's it's as much home as anywhere else in North Carolina uh, has welcomed us in the last 11 years since we came here.
1: But what do you say to critics uh, who, who may even be supporters to some extent, but say, well, that just seems slightly cynical at, at best that, that one minute you're running for one part of North Carolina saying that you represent them, and then you're saying uh, that literally the next week, no, I think it's the 10th district. What do you say to supporters who might be like, wait, this just seems like a little off?
5: i haven't had that at all and honestly it's because that's where my family and my business and everything that we do in our lives is centered in the northwest corridor of charlotte and so we've been present in this area we've held property like i said our our kids go to school we are involved and invested heavily in this community and so you know with the lines changing so many times creating all these different paradigm shifts across North Carolina. Uh, I, I just don't see that that argument has any weight. And honestly, I'm not seeing it out on the ground at all. I've been welcomed with open arms, and I'm very, very appreciative of that.
1: Um, for a brief period, you ran against Tim Moore uh, for, for the former seat. You called him corrupt, paid for by casino bosses, accused him of having taxpayer-funded sexual escapades. Do, do you stand by those comments? And, and could you endorse him? And would you seek his endorsement going forward?
5: I don't think there's going to be any endorsement on either side moving forward. And look, what I said is what I said. And you'll understand from me uh, that when I say something, I mean it. I'm not going to back down or back away from it. Uh, that being said, Tim Moore is an effective legislator. Uh, he's done some really good things for the state of North Carolina. Uh, but look, my focus is going to be threefold. I'm releasing a broad-based platform in the next couple of days that focuses on protecting our country, unleashing our economy, and restoring governmental integrity. And that third piece right there is really, really important to me because right now we have a systematic lack of trust in not only our government, but our governmental officials. And that is widespread, not just in North Carolina, it is across our country. And if we are to have any respect and any cohesiveness moving forward between Americans We have to fix the relationship that ordinary everyday Americans have with their government. And we start doing that by electing principled leaders of character to Washington, DC. That's what I am gonna do in the 10th district. I hope that I can earn that trust, respect, and confidence from the people in the 10th district. And uh, look, I've done it my whole life. Because I've been consistent, I've been principled, I lived the right way, and they'll have an expectation of me in the coming months after they get to know me uh, that I'm going to do exactly what I say that I'm going to do, and there's going to be no distractions.
1: Uh, You've left one competitive district, possibly for another, because North Carolina State Representative Jason Sane, a colleague of uh, of Tim Moore, says he's considering a possible run. He said that uh, this week on social media. Uh, Any concerns about him joining the race?
5: Look there's no easy way into Congress. I've learned that from the time where, you know, I was gonna run in a very Republican district and the Democratic led state Supreme Court threw me in into a D plus 22 district against Jeff Jackson. Uh, And and the journey that we've taken uh, has not been an easy one, but look, nothing worth doing in life is ever easy. And I would say, I have a core belief that anybody who has a heart to serve and make this country better should give it a shot. I'm not trying to keep anybody out of this race. I encourage people to come into this race because it provides an opportunity for the next generation of leaders to have a discourse that shows the folks in North Carolina the potential directions that we can go.
1: You, you mentioned integrity in Washington. And in the past few months, we've seen a lot of Republican infighting when it comes to everything from picking a speaker to funding towards Israel and Ukraine, House Republicans seem to be in disarray lately with with now the the slimmest of majorities. Where are House Republicans getting it right and where are they getting it wrong?
5: You know, I think that if I'm to be honest with you, I'm up here in Washington, D.C. now. And I think that both parties are completely dysfunctional and they actually have uh, symptoms of the exact same problem, uh, which is we are trying to decide what it means to be an american moving forward today right we have kind of the traditional side of you know uh, folks that just breathe and love this country freedom uh traditional family values and then we've got kind of this 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 new age um you know line of thought that is relatively detached um uh, you know from absolute truth and, and and i think that you're seeing a country wrestle between those two concepts and look ultimately where i think republicans are getting it right i think we've got an excellent speaker of the house right now who's got a biblical worldview and 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 look whether you are religious or not religious you can understand that somebody with that type of worldview is anchored to a specific path that doesn't allow for deviations that that you know ultimately what that does is provide consistency for the American people with respect to the values, the traditions that we have, and the principles by which we are gonna operate moving forward. And I think he's trying to stick to that. I think that he's trying to rally the entire Republican Party and its diverse base uh, around that concept. And, And I do think that he's gaining traction. And so I'm excited for the direction that Congress is heading. I think it's becoming much more serious and much less unserious. And I look forward to being a part uh, of the seriousness that adds to the problem solving that has to happen in Washington, D.C. over the coming years.
1: Republican corre- congressional candidate Pat Harrigan. Pat, thanks for coming on Flashpoint. We appreciate it.
5: Thanks for having me this morning. I really appreciate you.
1: A more Flashpoint after this. the dots and let us clear up the confusion. We're here to make sure the news makes sense. And with connect the dots, you'll understand how the headlines impact your family. See the difference on WCNC Charlotte.
4: At WCNC Charlotte, we believe it is crucial to make a difference in our communities.
0: That's why we go beyond just reporting the news. We ask, where's the money to hold the powerful accountable and get money back into your pockets? Our
4: Verify team takes claims, finds sources, and gets you answers.
0: And we're keeping you weather aware, making you safer and smarter.
4: I'm Vanessa Rufus.
0: And I'm Colin Mayfield. Join us weeknights at 5, 6, and 11 and see the difference for yourself.
4: Only on WCNC Charlotte.
1: Connect the dots and let us clear up the confusion. We're here to make sure the news makes sense. And with Connect the Dots, you'll understand how the headlines impact your family. See the difference on WCNC Charlotte.
4: At WCNC Charlotte, we believe it is crucial to make a difference in our communities.
0: That's why we go beyond just reporting the news. We ask, where's the money to hold the powerful accountable and get money back into your pockets? Our
4: Verify team takes claims, finds sources, and gets you answers.
0: And we're keeping you weather aware, making you safer and smarter.
4: I'm Vanessa Rufus.
0: And I'm Colin Mayfield. Join us weeknights at five, six, and 11 and see the difference for yourself.
4: Only on WCNC Charlotte.
0: The new and improved WCNC Plus. Now on Roku and Fire TV, watch local live newscasts, get extended breaking news coverage and see local programs and specials. The new and improved WCNC Plus, now on Roku and Fire TV. When it comes to WCNC's Chief Meteorologist, Brad Panovich, our viewers tell the whole story.
3: Hey, if you're new to the area, this meteorologist is awesome. I always stick with Brad Panovich when it comes to severe weather. He's rarely wrong. You should follow Brad if you don't already. He's usually right on the money with his forecast. I don't look at anything else besides what Brad says. We are fortunate to have him here.
0: Brad Panovich. experience the difference with WCNC Charlotte weather. Wake up to the news that matters most with meteorologist and traffic reporter Chris Mulcahy.
5: And we're all clear. We're keeping you smarter, safer, and on time.
0: Start your day the Mulcahy way. See the difference, 430 to 7 on WCNC Charlotte.
1: Welcome back to Flashpoint. This week, Charlotte leaders starting up a new term. City Council's back, mostly with familiar faces, but some in new roles. And there is one new face on council who's never served before. WCNC Charlotte's Julia Kaufman has more from the swearing-in ceremony.
3: Leaders reflected on this past short term and pledged to work better together in this new regular one. They also said goodbye to Mayor Pro Tem Braxton Winston and swore in a new colleague. A new term for Charlotte's elected leaders has begun. Council members say they'll focus on economic development and violence intervention programs.
4: We have a vision of a future for Charlotte that includes trees, it's clean, uh, it's safe, uh, it offers opportunity to everybody.
3: Looking back at the previous term, Mayor Vi Lyles touted affordable housing efforts.
1: In the past fiscal year alone, we funded over 1,000 affordable housing units.
3: And hopes to make progress on Charlotte's regional mobility plan. I believe in terms of the red line, the negotiations and the ability to acquire that line will give us the the momentum that's necessary to um, talk about how we grow. Former Mayor Pro Tem Braxton Winston shared a heartfelt goodbye.
1: I will miss the work of council, but my service to Charlotte and our state is only beginning.
3: He's aiming to be North Carolina's next Commissioner of Labor in the 2024 election. We stand at a pivotal place in time where people need to be bold like me. Tijuana Brown is District 3's new council member. She says overcoming incarceration puts her in a unique position to serve the community. We must disrupt the violence that is occurring far too often. Lastly, council voted to make District 1 Representative Dante Anderson the new mayor pro tem. You need someone who can work with every single human that sits at this dais and work collectively. Anderson beat at-large council member Victoria Watlington for the position. Some members called for a process to be created in the future when selecting Mayor Pro Tem to avoid division among council. In Uptown, Julia Kaufman, WCNC
1: Charlotte. More Flashpoint after this.
0: With your help, WCNC Charlotte is making a difference in our community.
3: Beautiful
1: day, so many people helping,
4: this
0: is incredible. Let's spread that love tonight.
4: Here is a $5,000 check that you guys wow. can use to further the mission. There is nothing on earth like the feeling of
3: giving back with your hands.
0: $5,000 to Woo. you and uh, Block Love Charlotte for what you guys mm-hmm. do. If you'd like to make a difference, go to WCNC.com slash make a difference now. WCNC Charlotte. Weather is a a kind of science that you get to see and experience every day. And I think some people don't even realize
2: how much it affects them. That weather has a huge impact on how it threatens your family, your livelihood, or your home. So I think it really is one of those defining things we do that really affects everybody in our community.
0: See the difference. That process of giving you a warning ahead of time and keeping you and your family safe is really important to me because I live here too. It's my family, it's my friends, it's my neighbors. Verify, WCNC Charlotte.
4: Verify is all about trying to make a difference in the community by making sure that the community has the correct information. This is what we know, and hey, this is what we don't know. Sometimes you're actually surprised by the answer.
0: Verify the difference.
4: Verify is a great way to combat that misinformation, making sure that people know the process of the reporting.
1: Hey YouTube, this is Chief
2: Meteorologist Brad Panovich here at WCNC Charlotte. We want you to head over to our Weather IQ YouTube page, where we're making you smarter and safer. We have a passion for weather science, and we want you to understand what's happening when the weather changes, because in the end, that's what keeps you safe. It's not about being scared, it's about being informed. Browse our collection of fun and informative clips and look for new segments every week. We're here to raise your weather IQ. Experience the difference on WCNC Charlotte. When did you know what you wanted to be?
3: Hey mom, the weather's on!
4: WCNC Charlotte's chief meteorologist, Brad Panovich, always knew what he was meant to do.
3: right, don't forget your umbrella.
4: In fact, he joined the American Meteorological Society when he was 13. Now Brad is all grown up. You can see him right here on WCNC Charlotte, making sure you're informed and safe.
3: Hey, where did all my hair go? Experience the difference.
1: Welcome back. Come interact with us on social media, Instagram, X, Facebook, we're there. And if there's something you want us to cover on Flashpoint, let us know. And as always, remember to listen and subscribe to our podcast. You can find it wherever you get yours. You can also watch episodes of Flashpoint over on WCNC+. And we'll see you back here next weekend.